every moment becomes the past. Everything becomes the past. The moment in the present will always become the past. So this is why it's so important, I believe, that the present moment to be the beautiful moment that becomes the past. So, or even when we are in pain, the moment that we're in pain, we must remember, it will also be a past. Everything is, that's good, become a past. And that's what we're talking about in this episode, is how to create those moments in which you are observing the now. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. You are listening to Soul Talk with Doc and the Barista. So today I actually had an interesting um, session in which we learned about mindfulness. And Petia, you were telling me that this is something that you've practiced for quite a while. Yes. Uh, before I say this, we want to say happy birthday today. Ah, it's my birthday. It's your birthday today. <laughs> and we're talking about mindful, mindfulness. I don't know what that means, but um, we'll figure it out by the end of the conversation. Why we picked that particular subject. Yeah. Uh, it's a good subject, isn't yeah. it? So you were talking about um, having a breathing class in order yeah. to bring you to the stage of mindfulness. Breath work. Yeah. Breath work. And I was saying that um, I did it without the breath work. And I'm trying to remember how I did this. Um, breathing is very good, not that it's not. But I was reading a book by Edgar Tolle. Tolle, that's how Tol- you say it? I don't know how to say it, but it's spelled T-O-L-L-E. Yeah. Anybody that wants to look it up. Yeah, so that was, gosh, back maybe 10 years ago, I believe, when his book was here. Yeah. Um, in, uh, New Earth. I okay. believe it's one of them is called New Earth. Uh-huh. Um, and the other one was The Power of Now. Now. So the power of now, I think it's a lot has to do with mindfulness. Um, he taught me um, by, by reading his books um, that being in the present... Um, moment as we are right now we are we are not mindfulness at this moment because we're talking but as I was reading his book uh, of how to bring my mind back to the present when the mind tries to fly back and forth from the uh, future to the to the past because that's the mind's job right yeah going from the future to the past and back and forth yes it has a hard time stopping in the present yes so so becoming mindfulness, how like you do it through yoga, um, is to just train the mind not to think, mm. which is basically to be in the present, mm-hmm. is what he was saying. Right. Being in the present moment. Right. Well, so if the present moment is us talking, we're in the present. If the present moment is uh, reading his book, that is the present. Mm-hmm. If the present moment is sipping your coffee in the morning, that is the mindfulness present moment should be because you are alone. Mm-hmm. So this is where you train your mind and how I did it is not to be in the past, past mm-hmm. not to be in the present, mm-hmm. to be in the moment. And that moment, there was nothing to think about. So my mind just became mindfulness aware space aware aware of the sip of my coffee aware of my fingers my toes and that is how i train myself when my mind flies going in the back of the past or in the front of the future i try to look at my toes if i'm walking 
I feel the ground of Mother Earth. Yeah. So therefore, I ground myself with my toes. Right. So you begin, you become mindfulness numerous times of day. You can train your mind to do so. Yeah. Not just on yoga, not just on class with the breathing. Yeah. But the mind actually gets used to doing it many times a day once it gets trained. Mm. So every time a thought comes to mind, then you remember, okay, I need to be mindfulness. I need to not to think, which is very difficult to do in the beginning. But it's done if that's yeah. what you want. And that's why I loved his book, Edward Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like my Bible, and I go to it many times through the years. I've gone through that book. Yeah. Um, whenever I have to, I'm worried about something and I'm overwhelmed with something, I stop. And even if I don't read his book, I picture the book in my mind. Yeah. And it says the power of now, because now is the only moment that exists. I love that. It is. And, yeah. I, and I probably have heard of Edward Toll before, yeah. but you're the first one that's mentioned it to me when I have been in a space or a mindset that I was open to listening. Because mm-hmm. I think earlier I thought, ooh, woo-woo stuff, you know? Right, <laughs> that right. was the word we used today with our um, mindfulness master. Mindful. Um, but, you know, she said, I think a lot of people hear the word mindfulness and they mm-hmm. think it's spooky or new agey or woo-y or Buddhist. Um, and sure, I think a lot of groups of people have found that mindfulness helps. And now that I've learned more about mindfulness, I'm realizing we've done it so much. Mm-hmm. The The class she taught us this morning was so fascinating. Um, we did this class on a Christian campus and she, she brought in, she said, how many of us worry every day? And, you know, mm-hmm. several of the college students raised their hand. They said, we're worriers. And she said, then you're already practicing meditation and mindfulness. You're just focusing on one bad thought. You could focus on one mm-hmm happy thought or one present thought or not think at all. And so, yeah. And I've seen some mindfulness teachers say completely rid your mind of all thought. Mm -hmm. And some mindful teachers say, meditate on this one thought. Mm -hmm. So, um, years ago, shout out to one of my girlfriends, Elizabeth Rose. She said, um, she told me about meditating probably 10 years ago. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, that's weird. (laughs) And now, um, but she said, you know, she and I both came from a Christian background and there's a verse um, in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And she said, just sit and breathe and focus on your breath. Focusing on breath work is just a, no, it's not just, but it's largely just something to focus on. A lot of people can meditate or be mindful in the car when they're doing a commute that they don't really have to pay attention to or going for a walk and being mindful of your feet on the pavement pavement but just focusing like emptying your brain of of thoughts about the the past or future and just focusing on a thought now Mm -hmm. and you can do that with a phrase and one of the ways she taught me to do this was to take that sentence and take off a phrase at at that sentence so start Mm -hmm. off be still and know that I am God and then just be still and know that I am right and then just be still and know self-awareness and then be still Mm -hmm. and then just be just be be and I love that yeah, and so that. right and mm-hmm. I think to me that was very powerful and, and especially coming from a, those yeah. people that are with a Christian background that have been mm-hmm. taught that the word mindfulness might you know open your spirit up to a demon 
a lot of people are saying this is exactly what the Christ was doing when the Christ walked on earth mm -hmm. and what we as the Christ now are, are called to continue to do is to mm -hmm. be, um, there's a verse in the Bible, not to be preaching, but um, there's a verse in the Bible that says, keep your mind on heavenly things mm -hmm. and do not worry for worry is a sin. And I think <clears throat> we're mindfulness. it's all, I mean, you, yeah, look, at, you yes. look at all this scripture, whether it's Buddhist or whether it's Jewish or Christian, yes. it's all, it's the same thing. Same thing. It is the same thing because the mindfulness brings you closer to your soul. Yeah. So when, when some people say, well, I cannot just th stop thinking. My mind works all the time. And I used to do the same thing. My mind would just not stop working. Yeah. They think that's good. No, it's not because you're actually not able to get in touch with your soul. Yeah. You, you, you were not able to stop and to just be. And I believe that sometimes people who do that, they have fear to stop and just be because they are afraid of who they're going to find, of who they are to just be. Yes. And the truth is that they find their soul, the beautiful thing that it's inside of them without thoughts. Um, it is, um, this is why manifestation, we talked about manifestation when you manifest something. I think we talked about this before. Um, when you're mindful, you, you say what you wish, whether it's, you say it as a prayer, if you go to church or manifestation, if you're a Buddha. Um, you have this thought that you want something to happen. Yeah. Um, and then you're supposed to become mindful about it. Yeah. You can't just think about it 24 hours a day or every single day. And then two months from now, you say, oh, gee, I thought about this and it didn't happen. Well, you didn't become mindful about, about it. You, did, you didn't let it happen because other thoughts interfere with it yeah. to sabotage it. Yeah. So, yeah. so then, then you wonder why was my prayer not answered or why was my, my manifestation not answered? And, and also, a lot of times, especially, I mean, I've seen this a lot in some of the Christian circles I grew up in, it's not mindful of that we already have it. And a lot of my Christian friends will say, you know, God says we, he's already given, that it's your, your place to receive. But they focus on the lack of, like, exactly. oh, God, I'm so poor, I yes. need money. Yes. I need yes. this. And then we ask, why didn't I get it? Because you weren't mindful that you already had it. It just hadn't manifested in your life. You're not already grateful for it. And so much of this says being grateful. I got this, uh, my life coach posted this today and I wanted to share it because I find it so powerful. What movement does for your body, stillness does for your mind. Yeah. I love that because I think in our culture, especially, um, our self-improvement culture, people that listen to our podcast do a lot of exercise for our body because we know that it's good, but really, um, we don't, what are we doing for our mind? Exercise for the mind. Like you said, having Exercise a busy mind, mind. Yes. is being still, not, yes. not moving being, the mind. Being, <laughs> yeah, being, being a busy mind, really you do, you're doing more harm yeah. in the end than good yeah. because you're not able to be still to get to know yourself. So therefore to get to know your soul. Mm -hmm. So therefore to know what satisfies your soul, mm -hmm. uh, not just your finances in your body, yeah. uh, but what, what satisfies you inside of you. And we're talking about face That's expressions, deep. right? How uh, we're talking about how some oh, people yeah. who, who have very <laughs> relaxed face and they're very, um, you can see the contentment inside of them because they're, they're very peaceful. Their face is peaceful. Yeah. It, what brought it up because I Googled yeah. this guy that told, yeah, Edward Toll, yeah. and his face looks so young. He was born right. in 1948, and he looks so young. Yeah. Not that that's old, but he looks much younger than that. And yeah. 
you and I were talking about, useful. it shows on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did not become, um, uh, he did not write and become awakening, so to speak, right. awakening to his life purpose, which is basically awakening to your soul until he was, um, I believe in his 20s. He was his first year in college, I believe, either first or second year of college uh, when he became, become awakening. So becoming awakening is actually getting in touch with your soul. Yeah. What, what else would you become awakening to? So when uh, some people like, uh, you know, the Christianity, they were afraid of that word, yes. uh, becoming awakening. Yeah. It's just becoming in touch with your own soul, which is if you believe in God, then it's God. Right. It, it, yeah, it, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, yes, it's being awakened. The unveiling. Yeah. Oh, the Christian scriptures yeah. say the unveiling of God, um, or seeing face to face. For God's always present, but seeking God's face. That's yeah. that's what some people call enlightened or <coughs> awakened. Yes, to your life purpose. And another thing is your life purpose changes. What is your life purpose in your twenties does not and will not be in your forties. Right. So so don't worry about this that people start thinking so much in the future when they're in their twenties or thirties, what they're gonna be in their forties. Uh, really you don't know yet because you haven't been developed. Yeah. You haven't you haven't reached the awareness of your soul yet. Yeah. Because you're still into your life experiences. Right. And I, I one of the things I was reading too, and I thought was pretty profound, it goes with what you're saying. We always think about our past and our future, and we always project our past experiences into our future. That's how we learn yes. to, I mean, that, that's how we uh, develop <coughs> theories. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to put money into this parking meter, and the meter will show up that yes. I have X amount of it. We know that in the future. We expect that in the future by our past experiences, but you could do that for every encounter you have, you start to believe your past and that challenging to just say, just be present now. Yes. Be is, present. Yeah. And, and allow to emerge what is true instead mm -hmm. of seeing how many times have you had a conversation with somebody or somebody, it's more evident when somebody has a conversation with you and they start telling you mm -hmm. that you're saying or doing things mm -hmm. and you realizing they're projecting what they expected out of you. Yes. Because like you said, we, yes. we evolve. And that was a hard thing for me, Petty. I'm moving back to the mid Ohio Valley. I've been mm -hmm. gone three years. Um, after, you know, after my marriage ended, I went through a lot of growth. I had to start working full time, got my first big girl job, mm -hmm. um, became a single mom, did all of these things that were majorly life changing. And then I moved back to the mid Ohio Valley and I see people that used to know the person I used to be. And it's really different mm -hmm. because I'm not that person anymore. And when I speak, they still expect to hear that from me. And even 12 months ago, the person I was 12 months ago has, has evolved a lot as I've learned to, you know, learn to adapt to being back and, and other things in my life. So it's interesting because yes, we um, all do that. But we struggle. It's being present and allowing things to emerge in the present is, is difficult. Yes, it is. It is. And so when we have bad moments through the daytime and, you know, even though I'm speaking in this podcast and you are, we're still humans, right. we still get, we still have the emotion of sadness and anger and joy. Yeah. So when I have an emotion of anger and, and it does come once in a while, I remember what is the present because the present that I'm feeling right now, the present moment of this anger is going to project in my future. Do I really wait, want this? Wait, project or protect? What I just project. said. Project. Project into your project future. Project into yes. my future. Mm -hmm. 
that's why the present is so important. Mm -hmm. Do I feel good at this present moment or do I feel mm -hmm. angry? So somehow I must have trained my mind to just stop that mm -hmm. negative emotion yeah. that I'm feeling yeah. because I really don't want it to project in my future, so I, I want my future to be peaceful. I, I don't like confrontations. I like a peaceful emotions. We even though, as I say, we're humans, we still have all the emotions come and go. So whatever the present moment is, it's really what will be tomorrow or the next day or the next day more of. Yeah. You have more pain now, you're going to have double the pain later. You smile and you laugh more today, you're gonna to smile double and laugh more tomorrow. So I think with this the point of this podcast is what I wanna say is that when the negative emotion comes and it will come, it's okay. Just remember that. That whatever you're feeling, switch it. What is that word you said that I can't say very often? Uh, I can't even pronounce it. Where when something happens, the adversity, adversity. adversity. there is adversity. Mm -hmm. You you you, you make adapt. a turn. You adapt. You <laughs> right. make a turn. Do I really want this to project? Do I really see myself like this in the future? Yeah. And if I don't, then why should I have this emotion right now? Let me just turn it around and I do something that makes me laugh. <laughs> so this is where people who don't hold onto negativity or grouch or whatever you call it mm -hmm. they, they they don't hold I am so lucky because I even if I wanted to I cannot hold it I can't that, hold a grudge either. I guess kind of jumps away from me and I forget what in the world I was upset about but <laughs> but this is what we want to say uh, today is just um, be happy because we're born with love yeah we really are and living in the present is something that you train your mind it doesn't come naturally to some people. Yeah. But you can do that. Yeah. Right? You can train it. Right. Um, it's interesting how, you know, you, um, I am not a, I'm Christian, but not a church oriented, and you are, and we're still doing this beautiful conversation, and we're still talking about the same thing. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. It is. It's amazing. So <laughs> and I think as I, I have evolved as a person, I'm more open to, yeah. To see that too. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I used to just be scared of those types of conversations when I was yeah. younger. Yeah. But yeah. Church does tend to bring fear in people <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> in a, indirectly, should I say. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so this is uh, what we would like to, what we wanted to talk about in your birthdays in be mindfulness mindful. and uh, just train your mind. And uh, I definitely recommend the book by Edward Child. Now. Which one do you like the power of now better? Than I love better? the power. Well, I started with a, a new word. Okay. I read most of his books. He has a beautiful podcast section um, that you can listen to. But um, and when he talks so soft, you know, <laughs> so uh, like you do. I don't have that soft. Mine is more uh, Bulgarian uh, harsh language. Speaking. I think it's bright. Is that what it is? <laughs> Yours is more soft spoken and mellow. And, uh, he has this kind of a voice, but when I think somebody was asking him a question and they said, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm doing. And he said, of course you do. You all do. You just have to become mindfulness to hear your own self, yeah. what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because you actually do. 
It's good. I feel like you're preaching at me. <laughs> I'm becoming the preacher now. <laughs> you take your toes out from underneath your heels yes. real quick. <laughs> because we actually do. We really, really do. Yeah. Everyone who comes to the coffee shop, if they say to me, yeah, I don't know what to do, I would, I would preach to them and say, yes, you do. Yeah. You must stop for a moment and hear yourself yes. and hear your voice mm-hmm. and hear your spirit and your soul. Right. It will tell you. And then you must follow. You must follow. And and for me, in that discovery, it's been the first step for me was giving myself permission to want things. Huh. You know, um, I, for whatever reason, I had told myself I wasn't allowed to have the things I wanted um, or have the life or the career that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And so giving myself permission was a, was a big block for me, I guess to say. And I don't know what other people's are. That is the first step. It is, yeah. You had the first step if you if you're not hearing. Because I've had a lot of people reach out to me and mm-hmm. and tell me, oh, I just. Uh, and we have a mutual friend that says that she's so frustrated because her, uh, um, one of her friends or or husband never knows what he wants to do with his life, and it's frustrating mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. But he does. But he does, yes. And she's like, I just don't have time for that. I'm tired of that conversation. And I said, you know, it's like you said, he, yeah. he does, but he there's does. some sort of a block there. and For him. For him. Is, and yes. so that that's what he needs to listen to. Yes. And if he really taps in, he'll yeah. hear that. Yeah. He has to want to tap in. Yeah. It's work. Mm-hmm. Being mindful is work. But you have to want it. And, you know, if you want it, it becomes fun. And, and it becomes easier. And it becomes easier. It becomes interesting. Yeah. To me, if something is interesting, I will do it. Right. And it, it's, it's challenging, but it's interesting. I said, gee, I wonder if I can do this. Let's try. Why, why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, I'm anxious to hear what our listeners have thought and um, what they're learning in their practices of mindfulness, especially in this area, since it's not something mm-hmm. that people have grown up talking about. And they can email us. Yes, email us. We have an email address, Soul Talk Consulting at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, Soul Talk with Doc and the Barista. And, of course, you can um, reach out to us with an audio message as well. The button is on there. And um, we look forward to hearing from you guys. That's all we have for today. That's right. Bye. Bye.